0: This is episode 149, how to be an even better parent with Alexis. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they wanna accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for listening. As a reminder, every Wednesday is a live life coaching episode that you can listen to here, or you can often go watch on YouTube. This is another example of an episode that you can watch on YouTube. The link for that is in the show notes, or you can just listen as normal here. And every Saturday is a Coach's Corner. Last week's Coach's Corner was just me talking about an upper limits problem that I recently had and offering you some guidance for how to deal with your upper limits problems. You may know what that is. It's a term coined by Gay Hendricks in The Big Leap, or you may be curious. So go back and listen to Coach's Corner. Just a reminder, my workshop in London is in a few days. There's like one or two tickets left, men and women welcome, Christinehasser.com slash London. And then my spring retreat, christinehasler.com slash spring-retreat. Enrollment is open for that. You're going to want to get your spot soon because that one always weightless. Those are my announcements. Before we dive into the show, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. A quick question for all the hardworking entrepreneurs putting in the hours while summer calls. Has dealing with your day-to-day paperwork ever brought up feelings that resemble anything close to joy, satisfaction, or ease? Probably not. If you're ready for that change, our friends at FreshBooks are inviting you to try their ridiculously easy cloud accounting software that's a total joy to use. And yes, I just use the words easy, joy, and accounting in the same sentence. Using FreshBooks literally takes 30 seconds to create and send a polished professional looking invoice. You can link your FreshBooks account to your credit and debit card so next time you expense that business lunch or tank of gas, it'll show up automatically in your FreshBooks account. And with two clicks, FreshBooks can set you up to receive payments online, which can seriously improve how you get paid. To see all the ways FreshBooks can bring the joy into your life by changing the way you feel about your paperwork, they're offering my listeners an unrestricted free 30-day trial. I love these unrestricted free 30-day trials. I mean, there's no downside. Just go to freshbooks.com slash Christine and enter over it and on with it in the How Did You Hear About Us section. And I also want to thank Floor, our next sponsor, For creating scents that I love, here's the deal. They make expertly crafted, sustainably produced perfumes without the bad stuff, sold at an honest price. It's a revolutionary way of discovering and experiencing fragrance. Finding the right fragrance is a little like falling in love. There's the initial whiff of attraction. Then as time goes on, you discover all these additional layers and you realize, oh, this is the one for me. But finding the perfect scents or perfumes and finding out what's inside what the ingredients are isn't always so wonderful. That's why I'm here to tell you about a company that's bringing the feeling back to fragrance, Fleur. So instead of testing a scent on a strip of paper, or worse, being ambushed in a busy department store, you get to know each of Fleur's scents with pictures, words, and music on their site. If you like what you hear and see, odds are you'll like the scent. Then you actually try them on your own skin, at your own place and pace. Each Fleur scent is created by world-class perfumers and inspired by real moments for your life. And because all that matters is what you like. Their scents are gender-free. The best part, I love this part, flora is a completely transparent fragrance company. They tell you every ingredient in their perfumes and why it's there. No secrets, no nasty ingredients, and no BS. Flora creates sustainably crafted, award-winning perfumes delivered with transparency at an honest price. What's not to fall in love with? So go to Flora phlur.com com today and use promo code OVERIT to get 20% off your custom floor sample scent. Pick three scents to try and get a credit towards a full-size bottle of your favorite. That's promo code OVERIT at floor.com to try three floor fragrances of your choice. At 20% off dot com. And now on to our coaching session. I'm going to be joined by Alexis, and I'm going to be coaching her on a very difficult situation that she's dealing with with one of her twin daughters. So as you're watching this episode, I want you to consider a few things. First, are you a parent, and do you often as a parent feel a bit guilty about not being a good enough parent or about thoughts you have about your kids or yourself sometimes? Do you sometimes want to run away from being a parent, but then you beat yourself up for that? And if you are a parent, do you have a child that's suffering from something, be it a physical condition or maybe they're dealing with something socially, and is that suffering just wearing you down? Do you feel like you want to fix it, you want to save them, you want to change it, but you just don't know how? Next, how do you parent yourself? Are you someone that is generally pretty critical of yourself? Do you feel like you're a good parent to yourself? If you were literally raising yourself right now, how are you doing? How are you showing up as a parent? And finally, do you relate to your life and the things that are happening or not happening as more of a victim or a spiritual seeker? In other words, if there's something that's going on in your life right now that you don't like, are you slipping into a little, woe is me and why is this happening and I can't handle this? Or are you choosing to be a seeker and look for the lessons and really know it's happening for you, not to you? So keep these questions in mind as you watch or listen to my coaching session with Alexis. Alexis, welcome to the show. What's your question?
1: Um, Well, I have uh, two daughters, they're twins, they're nine years old, and one of them has been going through like a chronic health thing, Um, and it's kind of been like a crisis within this past month where I've kind of been coming to terms with the fact that she has, like, a chronic disorder, um, like an autoimmune or some sort of, like, allergic, and it manifests through her skin. Mm. Um, And so I feel like there's been a lot of grieving around that, and I just want to be the best caretaker for her that Mm -hmm. I can, and I find that I'm coming up on a little bit of, like, block sometimes. Sometimes she's just needing so much... um, And I can't always be available and I want to be available to her all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when you're saying she's needing so much, what is she needing?
1: Well, it's like she, like financially, like I moved home to Mm -hmm. my mom's house, um, because it's been so expensive, um, with all the doctors and all the medication and we're having to change. Like she basically can't eat any normal food. Like I have to cook and prep every single one of her meals and make sure she doesn't get anything right. outside of that. And right. um constant doctor's appointments and um and it's very expensive. Yeah. And, and are so you it, a single mom? Yeah. Okay. And then um just a lot of like emotional support too because right. she's just a little baby and she is very anxious, you know, because yeah. she's uncomfortable all the time and she can't sleep very well and it's just it's just a lot. And yeah I it's a lot. love her so much, you know, yeah. but it's just a lot for me sometimes and sometimes I feel like, I'm not available the way I want to be. How do you want to be available? Just, like, love all the time and just mm-hmm. give her, like, everything that I can. But it's just sometimes I, like, have, like, a block and, and I want to,
0: like, run away. Yeah. You know, well, it's, yeah. like, too much. Well, I'm sure. I mean, not all, just being a mother of healthy kids... I think there's a lot of mothers that are like, it's too much, I want to run away. But to have twins and to be doing it on your own Mm -hmm. and to have one with special needs who you perceive as suffering a lot, that is a lot. So first, I just want to make it okay that sometimes you want to run away. And I want to absolve you of all guilty feelings of that. Uh, Because it doesn't, just because you have that feeling doesn't make you love her any less. And it's important that you acknowledge the range of emotions that you're having with this because the more you try to suppress I don't want to deal with this I just want to run away I'm a bad mother for thinking that way the worse it will get in a lot of ways so first can we just make that okay yeah. that there are days when you just want to be like I can't handle this this is too much I want to run away yeah and when that feeling comes up how do you deal with that
1: um well I feel like I've done some exploring around it and and at first like my first reaction just being completely oblivious to what I was feeling is I would get like angry and frustrated and, like, yeah. why is it like this and, and fighting it? Yeah. Know? But now I, I'm a little bit more mindful, but all I can do to be like, um, protective mm-hmm. <laughs> of everyone's emotions is just kind of shut down, you right. know? And so I, I tell her like, I need space for a minute. Right. Um, but even that, Makes me feel a little bit guilty, you know, like yeah. I struggle with guilt as a mom and I think a lot of moms Yeah, a lot of moms struggle
0: with guilt and it's the most useless emotion in the world. <laughs> and it does it does absolutely nothing. It's just it's just a mind thing. So yeah. you need some some kind of release for that. So when you're feeling that feeling, maybe you go in your car and you just rah, scream and cry, or you go into your, your bedroom and you hit the pillow and scream a little bit. You need some kind of release for mm-hmm. just the overwhelm that you're feeling. Okay. So it doesn't stay so pent up. And whenever you start to feel that guilt, can you just say these words to yourself? Put your hand on your heart and just say, I forgive myself for judging myself as needing to feel guilty.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm doing the best I can. And can you just take a breath? And can you choose? Because you only have so much energetic real estate and you're already stretched really thin Mm -hmm. and guilt takes up your energy. Is that a good or bad investment of your energetic real estate? It's terrible. 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 Okay, so that's first couple things. So we have a lot to cover, so I'm just giving you the highlights here. When you feel the overwhelm, and that because it is, it's 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 too much. It's it's like I can only pour so much water in a glass before it starts to overflow, mm-hmm. and even just one drop will make it overflow. And sometimes your glass gets so full that the littlest thing can just make you want to explode. Yeah. So you're going to need more consistent release. Another tool that's really helpful, I call it release writing. When you mm-hmm. just, before bed, you just scribble, scribble, write, write, write. And and let yourself write the nasty thoughts that you feel bad about having. Okay. Because then you're just going to tear it up and burn it. Because I feel like you, you've got all this love and you're just such a good mom. I can feel that. And you love so deeply. And then you have this other very human part that we all have, the shadow part that's like, I just want to run away. Why is this happening? Why do I have kids in the first place? Like, what, what all of, and then, and then you feel those thoughts and you're like, oh, those are terrible yeah. thoughts. I'm a terrible person. I'm a terrible mother. No, no, no. You're human. So you need an outlet for those thoughts so your cup doesn't, because it's already full with all the logistical stuff you have to do. Mm-hmm. You don't need to add pressure by suppressing things. Does it, okay. Is this making sense to you yeah. so far? Yeah. Okay. So, that's how you're gonna work with the anger and the overwhelm. And whenever you feel the guilt, what are you gonna do?
1: I'm going to take a moment, take a breath, and say that. And um, forgive myself. I forgive myself. And for judging
0: myself as needing
1: to feel guilty. For judging myself as needing to feel guilty.
0: I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing the best I can. And I'm doing a freaking awesome job.
1: Yeah. Say that. I'm doing an awesome job. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. No, no, sorry. It's <laughs> fine.
0: Okay. So let's, let's move to the next part. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: So you said, I want to be available for her all the time. Do you think that's in her eyes? Good.
1: Well, Um, no. I mean, I want to also teach her how to be there for herself. Right.
0: Right. Cause she's not totally a baby. She's nine. Yeah. true. <laughs> so how does she understand what's happening to her? How have you explained it to her?
1: I don't know. I mean, she just asks me a lot these questions that are just heartbreaking to me, and I don't know how to respond. She says, "Why? Why is it? Why is it me? Or why mm-hmm. is this happening to me?" Or um, you know, she has a lot of very like s- a lot of sadness, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that maybe like I'm a little enmeshed with my or a mm-hmm. lot enmeshed with my kids, mm-hmm. and and I just when when those bad feelings are coming up, like that's mm-hmm. when I'm feeling like. I'm panicking inside, you know, she's feeling bad. So I'm feeling bad and I don't, that's not healthy. I know that's not healthy for me to like be so connected to her emotions, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, we can
0: say it's not healthy. It's also fairly normal. And another thing, like as a mom who you feel it's overwhelming sense for your children, how do you not be, Mm -hmm. Um, but this is one of the key things that you have an opportunity as a parent to learn is the difference between empathy and sympathy or compassion and codependence. Mm-hmm. So do you know the difference between empathy and sympathy or compassion and codependence?
1: Um, empathy is like you feel for them, right? Or, I don't know. Empathy, <laughs> empathy,
0: so um, do you feel like I'm present with you? Yeah. Do you feel like I'm understanding you? Yeah. Do I feel sad to you? No. Right. So right now, I'm in empathy, I'm i compassion, I'm, I'm with you, mm-hmm. but I'm not taking on your sadness. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I'm not doing is feeling sorry for you. Okay. And the other thing that I'm not doing is seeing you as a victim.
1: Okay.
0: I have tremendous compassion for what you're going through. It's not okay. easy, and I get <laughs> that, and I really get that. But would you want me to see you as a victim? No. Would you want me to feel sorry for you? No. Do you see how you're seeing your daughter a little bit as a victim? Yeah. Do you feel like you're feeling sorry for her a bit? Yeah. Do you see how that's a judgment? Yeah. And do you see how right now, you know, she's this, she's, neural nets are forming in her brain and she's forming a perception Mm -hmm. and judgments around what this illness means. Yeah. Because there's always what happens and then there's what we make it mean. Do you want to raise her to be a victim? No, of course not. Right. Right. So, how do you really empower her?
1: That's the question, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So,
0: one thing is you don't have to have all the answers. Okay. Because a lot of times, as parents, we think children need explanation, mm-hmm. but what they really need is empowerment and reassurance.
1: Okay.
0: So, you said one of the questions she asked is, Why is this happening to me?
1: Mm-hmm. How do you answer that? I just say, I'm sorry, you know, like I'm here. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I I see that happening. Like I see that she's already like very. Like, not to minimize what she's going through because it's very hard, you know. But just kind of like, woe is me. And, and, mm-hmm. and every day there's so many, there's so much sadness mm-hmm. around it. And and I go, th- I try to be there. But then I'm also like kind of mm-hmm. like. I have to close myself off to it. I have to protect a little bit Mm -hmm. of myself. I can't go so sad with her every day. And so, but then I've, again, guilty because I'm, I'm minimizing. I'm saying, honey, it's okay. You know, it's, you're, it's going to get better. Just don't worry. And I feel like I'm just telling her to stop feeling what she's feeling. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: Right. So we don't want to minimize. We want to acknowledge. We want to empower. Mm -hmm. So give her tools, teach her how to release, right? Give her like, um, you know, one of those little foam pool noodles and let her like hit, you know, freaking out her anger when she's upset about something. Mm-hmm. And when she asks questions like, why is this happening? And say, you know, baby, I don't know. Why do you think? What do you think? And, and start teaching her how in life we all get lessons and our lessons come in different forms and all of our lessons are to help us grow. And she's getting a hard lesson at an early age And so that must mean she's really magical. Mm -hmm. That must mean she's really magical and and really strong. And that she has a choice over how she wants to, what she wants to make this mean. Because nine-year-olds can understand that they have choices about what they can think about things.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Back to there's what happens and then there's what we make it mean. And start to get curious with her Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and ask her questions like, okay, so this is happening. What do you want to make this mean about you? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: How do you want to, um, I don't know if she'll understand the word respond, but how do you want to feel about this? I know it's hard and I know you're sad, but right now we can only respond to it. We can't change it completely. We can't control it but really start to empower her.
1: Mm -hmm. I'd also start... Do you read to her? Yeah. What kind of stories do you read to her? Um, Mostly fiction. What are the stories about? Um, Right now we're reading a story about... um, It's called Tiger Rising. It's actually really beautiful. It's about this boy who bottles up his emotions. Uh And then he also, at the same time, finds this... Tiger in a cage, uh-huh. and it's kind of like a metaphor where he lets the tiger go, and then he's also able to you release fall. what he's feeling, Yeah, you know? Great. And you talk to her about the books and what she's reading, and... Not as much,
0: because usually she falls asleep while I'm yeah. yeah. I love that. That's such good intuition that you're mm-hmm. reading her books about you know, the, the, the power of the spirit and mm-hmm. our ability to free emotions. And I, I keep finding fictional stories, especially where it's a girl character, mm-hmm. of someone who experiences something hard but chooses to use it as an asset
1: okay.
0: and chooses to use it as something they can learn from and chooses to use it as something that makes her stronger. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Why do you think she came in with this
1: curriculum? Um, well, I feel like it's teaching me a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, just my kids in general. Like, mm-hmm. I was so selfish when I had them. I was only like 21, mm-hmm. 22, and they've just taught me how to love myself like Mm -hmm. because I'm their mom like it's made me think that I'm valuable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and loving them has like completely changed me and like Mm -hmm. taught me how to love Mm But it's been so easy because they yeah. were all so healthy. You know, they were healthy the whole time. And now we're going through something hard. And I'm yeah. learning how to love and be present when things aren't great. You right. know? And be patient. Right. And be a caretaker. You know, like a real caretaker. Like, day in and day out. And, I right. you know, when they were babies, obviously, I took care of them. But mm-hmm. that was kind of like a blur because I wasn't sleeping. And mm-hmm. now I'm having to be very intentional about being caring and being there. And that's a new... Mm -hmm. That's a new skill for me, yeah? Yeah. Well, and maybe it's less about caretaking,
0: and more about nurturing. Okay. And loving and empowering and being a teacher. Because sometimes moms fall a little too much in the role of caretaker. Mm -hmm. And they forget about the inherent teacher inside of them. Yeah. And that's an important aspect of empowering your girls. And remember that you don't want to love yourself through them you want to really love and nurture that scared little girl inside of you.
1: Yeah. I've been, I read your book Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I've been doing that. Um, I've been, I have a little picture of myself and I've been talking to her and telling her, you know, all the things that I wanted to hear. Yeah.
0: And so back to my other question, why do you think her soul chose this? Because if you can really get some altitude on this and see that this is part of her curriculum,
1: mm-hmm. it
0: will help you with the feeling sorry for her part.
1: Well, I think that she's she's amazing. Like she is so emotionally more mature than mm-hmm. I. Well, maybe we're at the same level now. That <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm 32 years old mm-hmm. and she's nine, but she's you know she's been in counseling because I haven't always known what to say, so she, she's working with the. Uh, a therapist and has really like been able to release a lot of things, Mm -hmm. um, and, and learn how to be, you know, children are so genuine. They're so like authentic. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know if this is really answering your question, but yeah, I think that, and I've heard you say before that like autoimmune stuff and Mm -hmm. she hasn't been diagnosed with an autoimmune, but it's kind Mm -hmm. of like going that way. Like mm-hmm. she might get an autoimmune diagnosis and especially things with the skin have to do with keeping in yep. your emotions. Yep. 100%. And I think that again, you know, I'm not trying to blame myself, but mm-hmm. I was never comfortable with dealing with negative emotions, mm-hmm. you know? So I would say thanks to them. And I was such a selfish young mom. Like I would say like, don't cry. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate it when you cry, stuff like mm-hmm. that when they're little, you mm-hmm. know, which I feel terrible about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But we're all kind of having to learn now that like yeah. you can't just keep it in because yes, you don't exactly. want to feel it and you can't just run away from it because you don't want to feel it exactly. So So how amazing, how amazing
0: that she's manifested this at nine rather than at 29 yeah. or 39. So she only has eight or so years of keeping her emotions locked in. Mm-hmm. And in so many ways, this was an alert system to her and you. Of how important it is to express and not suppress. Mm-hmm. So, in a lot of ways, this is a blessing because it's breaking probably generational patterns of emotional shutdown yeah. and emotional suppression.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, the best way you can help her is to help her express and say, you know, as a kid, sometimes I said to you, don't cry. And that was the wrong thing for me to say. Yeah. And here's why. And start teaching her, you've read Expectation Hangover, so you know the emotional release work, start teaching her the expression of emotion. And start teaching her that our body, you know, is our feedback system. And so when our body's reacting to something, to start asking her body what it needs, what she needs to express. Because you, ha- I think that you have such an orientation of panic and something's wrong to this whole situation that she's picking that up versus... It's okay. We're going to sort through this. The body's so powerful. It can heal anything. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's just teaching us something. And we're going to learn together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And be more curious about it than panicked about it. And really, really reinforce that she's reinforce that she's not broken. Yeah. She's not broken. And the more you forgive yourself, the easier this is going to be. Okay. Because as long as you're holding self-judgment, she's going to feel back. It seems like she's a little more connected to you. Maybe she's a little more like you yeah. and she's a little more empathetic. And part of what this auto, whatever this is physically that's going on could be preparing her to open up to gifts. She could be incredibly intuitive. She I could be, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So just help her not be scared. Okay. Of what she feels, what she knows. It's almost like, Take the big deal off of this. Okay. Take the, oh my God, we're dealing with this thing and it's so awful. I'm not saying you're saying that, but there's like a heaviness to this whole situation. Definitely, yeah. And I want you to see if you can lift that a little bit. Okay.
1: What did you learn? What did I learn? Yeah. yeah. That just, it's all about empowering and forgiving, and
0: mm-hmm. emotional expression.
1: Mm-hmm. And that guilt is useless. <laughs>
0: totally useless yeah. and a bad use of your energy.
1: Yeah. And I just don't want to shame myself, you know, because, and we're so connected, but yeah, I know that she feels what I feel, you know? So if I'm shaming myself, she's going to feel that too. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. If you're suppressing your emotions, she's going to feel that. If you're in panic, she's going to feel that. If you're like, oh my gosh, I caused this. I did something wrong. She's going to think she caused illness. Like, so she's a sensitive being. So she's not just picking up on what you're saying and doing. She's picking up on what you're seeing and thinking. So I gave a little spy, <laughs> <I know. laughs> like a little energetic spy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, it, it, and, and that might be part of your soul contract with her. Mm-hmm. And so instead of looking at it like a burden, really look at it like I said as a blessing, and as you know, in a lot of ways, she's a spiritual teacher for you right now. Oh yeah. And your your main job as her mom is to help her. Again, because there's what happens and what we make it mean, to really help her with her beliefs about this, her beliefs about herself, her beliefs about her body's ability to heal her being magical, safe for emotional expression, that she's not broken, that there's nothing wrong with her. So important. And I wouldn't use the word special too much because you don't want to separate her, Mm -hmm. but magical is a great word because everybody's magical. When you said that, I was like... Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And can you forgive yourself a little more, please?
1: Yeah, definitely. You're doing an awesome job. I feel like I'm letting go of. I'm trying to let go of guilt, or I'm like I'm conscious about it. Mm-hmm. I try, and I practice right. telling myself it's okay. You know. Right. Um, so I
0: just feel- remind yourself mm-hmm. every time you feel guilt that every time you're feeling guilt, you're taking away love. So we only have so much energetic real estate right? Mm-hmm. And every time you're feeling guilt, you're taking up space where you could be feeling love, gratitude, where you could be just totally present in the moment and have an incredible intuitive thought about a healer you need to see or something you need to do or say or whatever. Mm-hmm. So your, your power really comes from having your energetic real estate invested well. Okay. And you're going to know more what to do as a mom If you're completely tapped into your intuition and your higher power, whatever that is, and any guilt, any feeling bad, any shame just takes up space and you have less time to be in love and less time to be in knowing, and less time to be in intuition. So when you feel the guilt, forgive yourself and ask, is this this how I want to use my energy right now? Mm -hmm. Is this a good investment?
1: Well, yeah, no, it's not. (laughs) It's
0: not. not. How do you feel?
1: Later. Later. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And do you see how feeling like this around your daughter will help her feel lighter?
1: Yeah. And I, I like what you said about that I don't need to have the answers because sometimes no. I'm just like, I don't know what to say. And then yeah. and then I start judging myself for that. But what she really needs from me is just for me to be present with her. Present and honest. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And as best you can, stay out of the sympathy. Because as a kid, if we're suffering and then we see our suffering makes our mom suffer, yeah. then we suppress even more because uh-huh. we're like, I don't want my mom to feel bad. Yeah. That's true. So notice how you feel held, you feel like I'm being compassionate, but I'm not sitting here taking it on and crying with you.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 What's your daughter's first name? McKinley. McKinley. Right, Magical McKinley. Aww.
0: <laughs> what inspired that name?
1: Um, her dad was, uh, well, he climbs mountains, mm-hmm. and I just thought it was beautiful. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So she's climbing
0: a mountain, huh? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You knew her spirit was that kind of spirit. The person that wouldn't sit at the summit, but the person who has a mountain in front of them and chooses to climb it. Yeah.
1: That's
0: beautiful. (laughs) Nurture that courageous spirit. Okay. Stop seeing her as a victim. The more you see her as a victim, the more she sees herself as one. She's a spiritual being having a human experience It's part of her curriculum. Mm -hmm. Her body's being very wise, alerting her and you to how intuitive, emotional, and creative she is. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much. You're welcome. you big hug.
0: Mm I hope that helps.
1: Thank you so much.
0: So first, I want to acknowledge Alexis' courage because it was... You know, this is, whenever I'm coaching, especially a mother who's going through something with her child, it's sometimes the hardest for me to coach because I just want to take, I, my, my inner mother comes out and I just want to take her in my arms and hug her and be like, it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. But I knew that my primary um, intention with her was to really empower her because what I could sense in the very beginning of the session was there was so much judgment, there was so much guilt, there was so much fear. And you know, whenever we're faced with anything in our life that feels overwhelming, that feels confusing, we sometimes have a very helpless feeling. And when it's our own stuff, that helplessness is bad enough. But when it's our child, that helplessness is even intensified because you're the parent, right? You're supposed to know, you're supposed to be able to take care of them. And when you feel like you don't know what to do, it can be incredibly overwhelming. So that's where we had to start is just to really give her tools to deal with the natural overwhelm and the anger and the guilt that comes from having a child that's going through anything, whether it's a, a physical thing or a disease or a disability or being bullied or whatever it may be, when your own child is suffering, that I think is one of the most painful things as a parent that you can possibly experience. That said, if you're in the suffering with them, if you're taking it on, a couple things happen. Like I said at the end, it almost shows your child that their suffering is causing you suffering and you don't want them to think that. You want them to be able to be free with their emotions and express their emotions and then not see you suffering. Now that doesn't mean you have to be ice cold, not that at all. It means you go into compassion. You go into compassion and instead of taking it on, you're with them to the best of your ability. And this is where some spiritual altitude really comes in handy. So take this in. This is something that your logical mind may have a hard time wrapping around, especially if you're a parent, but some part of you will understand this. So even though it feels like our children belong to us, they actually belong to God, belong to the universe. They come through us. They are souls having their unique human experience. And if you have children, your child on some level chose you to be the perfect person to guide their experience and to help with their curriculum. And if you see them as not just yours, but really belonging to God, God's to universe and being totally loved and supported by their own angels and guide and higher power and really see them as a child of light, then you can maybe shift your perspective and not see them so much as a victim. Because even a child, even a small child, has all the inner resources he or she needs to heal, to be courageous, to learn their spiritual curriculum. And so your one of your jobs as a parent is to help them discover and find their own inner resources. And if you go too much into caretaking, that disempowers them a little bit, and they can't connect to their own inner resources And I know this is hard because as a parent, you have to take care of your child when you're responsible for feeding them and clothing them and keeping them alive. But try to hold it more as nurturing, nurturing them, making sure their needs, their basic needs are met, but helping them really discover their own inner resources. And like I said to Alexis, it's okay to say, I don't know when they ask you the hard questions to say, you know what? I don't know. What do you think? Let's be curious about this. Let's pray about this. Let's journal about this. Maybe do some art about your question. Whatever it is, you don't have to have all the answers. You can say, you know, I don't I don't have the answer, but I love you and I'm here. If you need to cry, uh, I'm here with you when you cry. If you need to punch a pillow, I'm here for you with that. I so wish I could give you the answer, but I just don't know. But I know someday the answer will become more clear. So relieve some of the pressure that you put on yourself as a parent to save your child, take away their suffering, have all the answers, because that's actually not your job. I know you think it's your job to have all the answers and take their pain away and make their life easier, but consider this. Could you be interfering with their soul's development, their life curriculum, and their own ability to really find their own inner resources and empower themselves if you're solving all their problems and taking all their pain away? Alexis mentioned that she knows that maybe being a little enmeshed with her girls wasn't healthy. You know, We don't wanna love ourselves through our children. We also don't wanna just take, try to take all their pain and suffering away. We wanna nurture them, have compassion for them, but teach them how to deal with their own suffering. So a, a quick segue to a seemingly unrelated topic. One of the things I speak a lot about in the corporate environment is generational diversity. And one of the hottest topics I speak on is millennials and a generation that's like 20 to 35. And about 10 years ago this generation started to get a reputation of being very entitled and they couldn't make their own decisions and they were going through this whole adult adolescence thing because they just they didn't, weren't acting like adults even though they were in their 20s. And one of the main reasons why millennials were showing up this way is because they were overparented as kids. They were raised by a generation of parents who color-coded their calendar and took care of all their problems and wanted to take away their pain and didn't want them to suffer. And this over-parenting stunted them. Parenting is one of the hardest jobs that there is in the world. And no no child comes with a manual. And please relieve any pressure that you have on yourself as a parent. Do consider this and what I'm saying. Set the intention to find that balance between... You know, caretaking and nurturing and making sure you're meeting their needs as a loving present parent and also allowing them to fall on their face sometimes, allowing them to have navigate through their own expectation hangovers, through their own challenges. As a parent, you cannot take away all your child's suffering and you're not supposed to because in their suffering, they're learning their own self-compassion. They're learning how to heal. They're learning the lessons they need to learn help empower them, help them really rewire the neural nets in their brain when something happens to them because there's what happens and then there's what we make it mean. So one of the things that I was coaching Alexis to do is to really help her daughter form new belief systems that she's not broken, that her body's not broken, that she didn't cause this, that it's not her fault, that she's not different, that she's not a victim. So that's one thing as a parent, really help them empower their thoughts, help them realize that their thoughts create their realities, help them form those belief systems. And finally, as a parent, cut yourself some slack. And this applies even if you're not a parent, really cut yourself some slack. You're doing the best you can. You cannot be perfect as a parent. You're going to mess up sometimes and that's okay. But feeling guilty about it, is a bad investment of your real estate. And it moves you away from being present and centered and connected to your own intuition and your own self-love. Because hands down, the best gift you can give your child as a parent is a healthy example of self-love and a healthy example of someone who doesn't relate to their life as a victim. The healthier you are as an adult, the healthier of a child you will raise. You can't, Love yourself through your child. You can't resolve your own issues through your child. You've gotta do that inside of you and energetically you're empowering them. So, some takeaways for you. First, overall one, if something really challenging is happening in your life or your child's life, take the big deal, oh my gosh, this is so terrible, off of it as best you can. Stop asking why is this happening and really shift to what am I learning? At the same time, and this is a second takeaway, allow yourself to feel your feelings around it. Have a temper tantrum, hit some pillows, scream, write a big FU letter to God or the universe about why is this happening? I'm not saying do spiritual bypass, feel your feelings, right? And that will help you not make such a big deal out of it as well. Because the more we can get that emotional expression out, the anger, the frustration, the why is this happening, the easier it is to shift to, all right, what am I learning from this? And we can move into acceptance. It's hard to move into acceptance of something when we're still mad about it, you know, when we're fighting against it. We can move into acceptance easier if we can release the emotion. So that would be my third takeaway. Move into acceptance of whatever it is. Be a seeker and start looking for the lessons. Next, as a parent, make sure you have your own release system for your emotions. I told Alexis, go to your car and scream, hit a pillow, do the release writing. Like I think every night she should be doing release writing, just stream of consciousness, whatever she's thinking, even those bad, nasty, dark thoughts of, I just want to run away. I want to get in my car and drive away and never deal with these kids again. And then she has this, oh my gosh, I'm so guilty. I'm a terrible person. Like get those thoughts on paper, rip it up and, and then let it go. And finally, and this was so brilliant that Alexis was doing this, whether you this is for your children or for you, read stories that are empowering. Read stories, like if you're dealing with any kind of situation where there's some kind of challenge, some kind of physical illness or whatever, find stories, either real or fictional, of people who have overcome something similar or a metaphor for it. Like I love that she was reading about this, you know, this boy who kept his emotions locked up and then he took this tiger out of a cage. That is so brilliant because the unconscious mind, where so many of our unprocessed emotions and limiting beliefs are stored, responds so well to story and metaphor. So that's another great thing you can do. Surround yourself with stories and podcasts and, and, and music that really programs your mind in the direction you want it to go. All right. That's the show for today. You can always check out other episodes of the Over It and On With It podcast here on this channel or on iTunes. There's been hundreds and hundreds of shows where I coach people live. Until next time, I'm sending you much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode.